I'm Robert Hodgkin, and this is Heroes Arise, the streaming media broadcast that equips, encourages, and empowers you to arise as the hero, warrior, and champion that God created you to be. You matter, you are important, and you've got a key role to play for the kingdom in the earth. So thank you for joining me again this week so we can continue to pour into you. And what we're continuing with this week is we're continuing our series on prophetic words for 2023. And I am especially excited to share a friend of mine who's a prophet and a global prophetic voice and the insights he's carrying, the strategies he's going to share with you. You know, there's a lot of prophetic out there. I love the prophetic. I was raised up in the prophetic. I know there's been some fallout in the prophetic from after the 2020 election, et cetera, but there are still key prophetic voices that I always make sure I listen to and I trust. And my guest is one of those voices, and I can't wait for you to hear from him. But just before we get into that and the prophetic words he's carrying for 2023, a quick announcement for you. I want to make sure that you guys know we have the winners from our first round of drawings for the You Are Powerful mugs that we're sending out to those of you who left a five-star review for our new book, Realms of Power, on Amazon, or you left a five-star review for the Heroes Arise podcast on your favorite podcast platform. We're so grateful that you work as our marketing division, our marketing arm, because when you do that stuff, it triggers the algorithm in a way I don't understand, but I've been told it's super helpful. So thank you for helping with that. But there's one challenge, and this is my announcement. I forgot that I don't have email addresses for those of you who are leaving the five-star reviews. So I'm not sure how to contact you to get your mailing address to send you the mugs that you've won. And I want to make sure you get your You Are Powerful mug. So I've been reaching out to you out through, through the different platforms where you left those things. But just in case you're listening today, I want to make sure you know that Annette Walsh, you're one of our winners. Mary from Bangs, Texas, you're one of our winners. E Saucedo123, I hope I'm saying that right, is a winner. And then someone who goes by the moniker, the Joshua Mantle. I love that. I love the Joshua Mantle. You are one of our winners. So like the other ones that I've, I've, I've mentioned who have emailed me, please email me, robert at roberthodgkin.com. And we'll make sure our resource department sends you out your You Are Powerful mug. So every day when you take a sip of your coffee, your tea, your favorite beverage, you're going to be reminded of the truth out of Acts 1-8 when Jesus said, Holy Spirit will come upon you in power so you can be one of his mighty witnesses. All right, that's my only announcement this week. Let me go ahead and bring my special guest in. Joseph Z, how are you, my friend? It's so good to see you. Oh, Robert, it's good to be with you, man. Your program is wonderful. I've enjoyed everything about what you say and what God's doing through you right now. I am so privileged to be with you, brother. Uh, well, you know, it, it's hard for me to believe this, Joseph, but we've only known each other for a few months. We met when we were both out filming in North Carolina, and you and your wife are two of the most anointed people I've met, but I'll also say this, you're two of the dearest people I've ever met. And and even only knowing you for a couple months, you guys already have a very special place in my heart. The character you walk in, the integrity you walk in, the humility you walk in is all the more remarkable to me, considering both you and Heather, the power and presence of God that you walk in. Your prophetic ministry is profound. 
You are one of the prophetic voices I make sure I listen to and pay attention to. I try to catch your daily streams as often as I can. Your wife, Heather, and her words of knowledge and her healing miracle gift, it's amazing. And I'm sure my audience knows about you guys, but just in case there's a handful out there that aren't familiar with you yet, share a little bit about yourself even before we get into the prophetic words you're carrying. Okay, my friend. Well, you're too kind. I really appreciate you. It's, uh, I feel the same way. Meeting you, Robert, very kindred spirits. Uh, you have just such a excellence. You're an excellent communicator, and you have such a powerful prophetic flow. And it was fun uh, uh, connecting up. And it's been, I don't know, it's just been wonderful. So I want to say this uh, about what we do is simply we, we do discipleship through media. We broadcast. We prophesy. The Lord's called us to do it. One of the areas God works with us in is the church, the government, and the marketplace. That's where the Lord's really anointed us to be. And so we do a lot of things behind the scenes where he sends us on assignment prophetically, uh, dealing with different leaders in the, the world, really. And then also uh, we author, we write books like yourself, and then we do a daily broadcast. I had an angelic visitation, which I don't say lightly, um, but I really did uh, before the 2020 election cycle. And the Spirit of the Lord said, I need you to start doing this. The Lord needs you. I heard this voice say to me before or rather after the 2020 election. God needs you more after the 2020 election than he does now, Joseph. So prepare and get ready. So we've followed that leading, done that. And uh, we've raised up additionally to all that schools of the prophets for many years, like 25 years, just training people in prophecy and and all that. So that's kind of a quick snapshot, Robert. But what I really like about you and I the most is the matching action hero haircut. You know, totally. this is this haircut has saved the world in cinema so many times. <laughs> and, and especially when you Stream get a line. picture. That's right, brother. When, when I got a friend who's got a picture of Captain America punching Hitler, I just know that we're brothers. <laughs> Captain America in one corner and the headline of victory in Europe in the other corner, because that's Come what on. Jesus does. He brings victory everywhere he goes. Come on, so, you know, I really appreciate the, the, all that you guys are doing. And I'll say this, I appreciate that God called you, especially after the 2020 election, because you're so honoring towards the prophetic. And I appreciate that because I think one of the ways we responded, and I guess we're going to do a little bit on the prophetic here and the, sure. the, the strengthening in the prophetic and the healing in the prophetic. One of the things I saw in the fallout after the election and uh, um, is and one of the things I addressed was the voices out there saying false prophet this false prophet that. Right. And one of the things I addressed, and I actually would love to hear your input on, is my feeling is just because you miss it on a prophetic word doesn't mean you're a false prophet. It means you're a prophet that missed it on a word. And we're all growing. We all hear in part. I'm not making light of the the the, the those weighty words that are missed. I actually think they're learning opportunities for us, not just in the body but in the prophetic. But there was so much either defensiveness around words that were missed of I can't miss because I am a prophet of God. So, you know, even if I said so-and-so would be in office by this date and it didn't happen, I didn't miss. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's faith. And I, I personally wrestle with this because I thought it is faith to stand by what you know you heard from the Lord and declare it. But if there's a directional word or a date specific word, then I think we need to address that as a learning opportunity, not a stoning opportunity. But it seemed like there was either a double down on self-defense or there was a declaring false prophet, cast them out, cast all the prophetic out as opposed to the opportunity to learn and grow and heal. And what I saw and heard from you, Joseph, and I want you to address whatever you feel to, 
is that you continue to honor the prophet, you continue to honor the office of prophet, you continue, I should say the, the prophetic and the office of prophet, you definitely continue to honor Holy Spirit who speaks at, about all things at all times. You didn't malign or attack anyone, but you also were steadfast in saying, let's learn, let's heal, let's clean up, let's grow. Yeah. Well, Robert, like you know, there, there's we're humans, we're fallible, and we are interpreting the voice of God. And that's where I think we get it so wrong. And then people say, well, just to kind of deal with the elephant in the room over this, in the Old Testament, when prophets prophesied, it was a direct communication from God to his people and no in between, no mediator. In the New Testament, it's different. It's different. You know, there's, there's more to the Old Testament, New Testament than just a blank page in our Bible, right? And that's that we have Jesus. We have the mediator. And Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. Mm -hmm. We are all supposed to hear God at a very high level in the New Testament era. God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. When God spoke in the Old Testament, prophets said it literally. When God speaks in the New Testament, they are also to do that literally, very clearly. But we have the Holy Spirit to interpret and hear these things. And so I take an example in the New Testament of Agabus. You know, you probably know where I'm going with this, but Agabus who prophesied regarding Paul being bound by the Jews. He said, Paul, the man who wears this belt will be bound by the Jews. He's gonna go there, they're gonna bind him and this is gonna happen. But the technicality on that prophecy was the fact that Paul was bound, but he was bound by the Romans. Mm -hmm. He wasn't bound by the Jews. And so you could make, you know, mountains out of molehills with that word, but the true nature of what God says, the accuracy was the heart of the word, but some of the finite points of it were not exactly on point. And so you begin to see this type of thing happen where we depend on the Holy Spirit. We depend on the body of Christ today more than ever. Now, more specifically about what happened in like 2020, uh, the, the presidential election, what took place there. Um, you know, I know that you have a very balanced, because I know you're with Patricia King and, and the wonderful people of God that just, you follow the voice of the Lord. I so honor and love your, mm -hmm. your circle. And what the Lord spoke to me about was not popular, Robert. Like before the election right. in 2020, the Lord spoke to me and said, uh, Trump's not going to win this. And I prophesied that went on record, but I said, if all things were equal, he would. If it was legal, he would, however you want to view that. But then he said that it would be, taken or my exact words not your words but my words was that it would be stolen by a technology right and so we released that word that came up now what took place and to your point is that so many people started to say my goodness actually he did and we got to stand on the word of the lord and i get that some of these people are my friends and i yes. love them and yet what we're looking at is i think we need a better i'm going to use kind of a big biblical word we need a better hermeneutic which is the art and science of interpretation. It's how we interpret things. And I'm not saying there's a perfect way, but there's a better way. And that is revelation, where you hear from God, right. interpretation, what did you hear? How did you hear it? In what setting did you hear? It, and when should you release it? And then application, how it's said. And those three things I think are very important in today's time because we're in an echo chamber. And my personal opinion, Robert, is this, and I'm sure you have thoughts on this, my friend, my personal opinion is that what took place is that many people prophesied that uh, they didn't know what would happen with Trump in the 2016 election, all this, and only a few prophesied he would win than he did, and their ministries catapulted. Mm -hmm. And so I think what happened is people almost got into this, this temptation or a temptation to make sure they got it right this time when it was obvious he was going to win. 
and they prophesied it and it was a big hit and a miss and a big swing and a miss and that's what I see there. And I believe it was an echo chamber type of scenario, a lot of good people. And you and I have both been in meetings. I've spoken with other prophetic voices where there's different pulls and persuasions that are not from the Holy Spirit. For example, you could be prophesying to people in a meeting and suddenly you begin to see a yellow sports car, a right. yellow sports car. Like you really want to tell them a yellow sports car. And then you prophesy. Let's say you prophesy what you see over this person in a meeting. I see a yellow sports car. And they say, oh, my goodness, that's what I've been praying for. I want the yellow sports car. And then you say, well, thus saith the Lord, you're getting a yellow sports car. But really what you're doing is reading their heart because people have a soulish projection. Right. And they can absolutely put that out there. And if you're a sensitive person, you can read that. And the, the, the trick is, or I should say, the discerning part is to know what is the voice of God? What is the voice of people's soul? What is the voice of the zeitgeist of the culture? And what is truly God telling you to say in the middle of all that? I think that's a good way to, pers uh, a good perspective about what's happened in the last couple of years, my friend. That's my take. Yeah. You know, when we do prophetic schools, we teach the same thing about, uh, I remember yeah. the first time I heard you say it and I was like, oh my gosh, that's how we approach it too. Revelation, awesome. interpretation, application. And I know even as I continue 20 years in, I continue to grow in the prophetic and continue to grow in discernment. I always, when I know I've missed it, or it looks like I've missed it, or it's a partial or whatever, I like to go to Holy Spirit and say, okay, what happened? And I'll tell you, I'll say nine times out of 10, but I actually think it's probably 10 times out of 10. It's in the interpretation. And to use your example, and I agree with you, because we can pick up on this the, the soul realm. But let's take that out of it, although it's very valid and that's important to be aware sure. of. Let's say I see yellow sports car and I clearly see yellow sports car. Then it's okay. I need to take the time to let God give me the interpretation because I might think, oh, yellow sports car. God's going to give you a yellow sports <laughs> car. And may, God may be saying yellow. You might want to make me to take the time to say yellow is a color of faith for me, son. That's and, and, and sports car is in regards to their calling. And then if they go deeper in faith, they're going to speed up into their calling. And that's just me taking time with him. But I'll tell you, when I have said yellow sports car and I can tell it's a miss, I've been in meetings where I've declared something and I'll actually say, you know, that's not quite it. Cause I can feel in the Powerful. spirit that didn't land. And sometimes, you know, the knob, the knobby prophet where it bubbles up, it's okay to say something. And if you know, you missed it. I've actually said in meetings, wait, that's not it. Wait, just a second, just a second. And then I can feel it start <laughs> to land and I'll actually say, no, here, I think is what God is saying. I submit this to you to consider. <laughs> And just be willing to go. Jesus' invitation is come follow me. His invitation yes. wasn't pretend to be perfect. So everyone that's right. You. Come on, His Robert. invitation was come follow me. Come on this walk with yeah. me. And this is one of my favorite parts of the prophetic, even being a prophetic voice that has some place around the world than what I do. Yes. My favorite part of the prophetic is really it's all an invitation to intimacy with God. You know, listening is intimacy, saying, Father, thank you. Why did that land so powerfully? Oh, teach me more. Or that didn't land, Father. Why? Oh, thank you for It's all intimacy. And that's what I love about the prophetic. And more than even your track record of accuracy that I respect, I see sure. a desire in you above all things for what Jesus died for. The gift of restored relationship and intimacy with our Father through His Holy Spirit. And I love that about your ministry. 
Oh, likewise. Robert, I, I just I appreciate that, and I feel exactly the same about you, my friend. You know, when we're talking about these things, I think there's a big word that's missing in a lot of prophetic circles, and, and it's either not taught or it's just, you know, overlooked or it's something that people just think they're infallible. And the truth is, I think the word is humility. Humility. Hmm. Humility applies to prophecy, and that's what you're saying to your point. I think that's very, very powerful. Um, you know, I, I think that's so vital going forward because I like to see how people, for lack of a better word, fail more than how they succeed. If you could show me, it's kind of like when you're in a good friendship, you know, and yeah. you say to somebody, I don't want to know how you win. Because when you win the Super Bowl together, everybody's like, yes, you're all friends. We just, you know, we're going to the Disneyland, which I buy in that demonic place, but we're going, you know, we're doing all that, right? We're having a good time. But when you lose together, that's a whole different element of, of working through things. I like to know how people lose and mm. how people fight. If you mm. know how they lose, and how they fight, that's somebody, if they do that gracefully with you, that's how you can win together. I believe that's the case in the prophetic with humility or any other area. I think that is a great nugget to begin to walk forward together as the body of Christ. When you have right relationship with people that can actually lose together, they can have humility together, mm -hmm. I think those are the people you want to win with. And I look at prophetic voices the same, Robert. Yeah. That's how I view it. Outstanding. You know, there's so many directions we could go right now. I love conversations sure. with you. But I, and, and I took us down the bunny trail, so let me refocus us. Having had okay. this great conversation about the prophetic, Share with us what God has been speaking to you, his, his words, his strategies, his insights. I've heard some from you, but I give you freedom. Like if, if Holy Spirit lands okay. on you right now and it's something new, I trust you, have freedom. But share with the audience what you've been hearing from the Lord about 2023. Okay. So my friend, about, about a year and a half ago, the Lord spoke to me strongly that there was going to come a confrontation to social media with all the silencing and the stranglehold on voices. And the Lord gave me the word freedom tech. And then he gave me the word Elon Musk and he gave me the word Twitter. And so we put that out about a year and a half ago. I wrote it on the whiteboard, began to talk about it. That's how God works through me. And I know you understand that, but sometimes when I write on the whiteboard, I begin to see. Mm -hmm. And so I was doing that and I saw that. And then this began to rise and the Lord is speaking to me about how there's going to be a collision over voices. I believe that is happening now, obviously, for obvious reasons. The next thing I see is through this freedom tech, which I believe could apply pressure to all the major platforms, the big ones, social media wise, everything from Facebook to YouTube to whatever. There could be a pressure that begins to go at a greater level and causes people to have more ability to speak openly. That is one thing that I see that is we need to pray through and continue to press on. In addition to that, I believe there's going to come a greater exposure through this same type of narrative. And this isn't a done deal in my spirit, but I'm seeing this and the Lord's saying, press on this in prayer. And so what I see is the high potential that through this social media type of thing, we are going to see more and more exposure of the nefarious voting cir circumstances. And I know that's a, you may want to edit that. I don't know, but that's no. something that you're going to see more and more with nefarious voting. And we're going to see that it's typically what I've sensed is the push of a button that changes things on a digital capacity. Because before the election in 2020 happened, the Spirit of the Lord showed me very clearly. I woke up two different times having a dream where it was the day after the election. And on two occasions, he had lost and was from a technology, but nobody knew it. I believe that is happening. I really do. And, and the more I pray about it, the more I think that's actually our reality, that our elections are not right because they're being hijacked by a tech. 
That's no. what I sent. And I believe that's going to get more and more exposed uh, as it goes forward. And it's through the starting point, whether Elon stays with Twitter or not. I think that's where that's going. In addition to that, the word the Lord's showing me strongly for this next year, and here's, what, here's why I like you, Robert, is you have such optimism, such hope, such faith. There's darkness, but it is just hope just comes through you, brother. When I stood by you and we've uh, stood together, I just feel such life and hope and victory. And I'm Praise just thinking, God. man, I could do anything with this guy. We could take mountains, you know? And so I'm in this place and I'm seeing something, not only for 23, but kind of going forward. Here's the narrative the Lord began to release to me. I began to see darkness, deep darkness covering the earth, all this stuff. I believe we're going to go for another national crisis fatigue, another global crisis. I think all that stuff, same old playbook, except more intense and some more wars and rumors of wars, all this stuff. This global economic crisis, I believe, is coming uh, like, like a, a runaway train. I really do. I believe they're going to flip things digitally in a currency, all this. And this started to really gear up on me, Robert. I thought, oh, no, I was getting stressed out about it because you see things. And that's not the spirit of God, but you start to get there. Yeah. And I was just recently um, uh, up in the northern part of the states, and the spirit of the Lord had me outside. And I'm standing there praying, and all of a sudden... Of all things, a bald eagle came down and started to circle around my head in the natural. And I held up my phone. I started taking video of this. And I thought, I'm going to go show my wife this. I, this is so cool. I got to take this in and show my family. And so as this is happening, I took the video and I start to walk away. And the Holy Spirit says to me, stop, come back here. Really clear, come back here. Mm -hmm. And I went and stood by the edge of this water. And God only speaks to me this way sometimes. But he began to say to me, you are now going to see a downturn meaning the world's going to downturn. You're going to see America in a downturn. You're going to see all this. And I thought, well, that's not encouraging. And the Spirit of the Lord said, however, I have great provision and sustenance for you and those who are like you. I'm going to take you through this time. And then hope began to flood my heart. And then, of course, as you and I have discussed before, Robert, the Lord began to lead me to that scripture about it was dark in Egypt. And when it talks about that in Exodus chapter 10, about the darkness that came on the people, it was so dark they could feel it. It was a demonic, supernatural, weighty, palpable darkness. Mm. And as that happened, there was a supernatural light. The Lord began to minister that to me about 23. So I have a sense about the first quarter, how we're going to see some very serious turn of events. And they're going to try to bring things out quickly. But I see two or three uh, secret weapons up God's sleeve that he's going to spring on the earth, much like the Elon Twitter thing. There's things that are going to spring out and they're going to stop some of the agenda and the runaway momentum they have to flip us to a digital currency, which I think is coming. They're mm -hmm. going to try to do another health crisis. And then I see all kinds of uh, industries being impacted, like cars and shipping again, and all the stuff that's just on a large scale, vehicle and the motor vehicle and airlines and all this stuff being impacted. But the Lord is saying so clearly to your viewers, to all of us who are listening, that the Lord is saying, I will take you through this. This is not a time for dread. The light will outshine the darkness. I, you were born for this time. You were made for this time. Yeah. There is no fear in love. Perfect love, it drives out that fear and that torment. And we're going to shine brightly in the darkness. So I began to see this. And I'll, I'll try to share this with you as quickly as I can, Robert. But I saw a, um, a provision and there was going to be 
uh, provision communities. There's going to be like communities, uh, sanctuary type communities, sanctuary cultures. And I don't mean that like, you know, let's run to the hills and get our pitchforks and torches right. and dig holes and fend off our neighbors. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about in the spirit. The Lord is sending up communities and hubs. They're going to be like worship centers. They're going to be outreach centers. And the fivefold ministry is going to manifest through hubs and parachurch all over the country and the world in a way we've not seen before. I call it the 521. But it's coming, and churches will unite with that. Some churches are going to lead in that capacity. But I see that coming. These like remnant communities or red church communities, blood of Jesus communities. And so that's just part of what I see, brother. And that's some of the stuff I've seen there. And I believe that's what we're stepping into quarter one, quarter two, going into 23. You know, I think that helps bring some understanding. Is there any prophetic voices out there talking about how our, our best times are ahead, our greatest days are ahead? And I actually agree with that in the sense yes. of in Christ, yes. But I think yes. we need to be careful because, and I, I've done this, where you hear this and you think, oh, great. So the stock market's coming back and the supply chain's <laughs> coming back and all this is coming. It's going to be great again. Right. Right. Maybe, but maybe not. Because I agree with you and our audience knows this. I've shared this, but I don't think I've shared this with you, Joseph. It was several months ago. I was in one of those places where I was really wrestling and it had to do with some real obvious wickedness, unrighteousness that had gone on in my state. And I was really wrestling wow. with it. Like, yeah all our prayers, how can this happen? And how can this be? And God, where are you in this? And you're a God of truth and justice and righteousness. And like in elections, I don't pray for a candidate. I pray for righteousness, justice, and, and, and truth to be established in my nation and the throne of Jesus Christ to be established on the on, national, Robert. state, and local level. And for God to raise up the men and women and young people he will use to express his government into the earth. Because no one's perfect. Everybody's flawed. Now, I may support a candidate that has a more obvious pro-church, pro-God, pro-life, pro-Israel yes, stand, but I'm not here to say vote for this person. I'm here to say let's pray for God's kingdom to come and government right. to come. So all this unrighteousness and wickedness and treachery and tyranny that was so obvious was going on, and yet it was being all. Anyways, I'm in my prayer chair, and I'm not in my. I'm in my prayer chair, but I'm not in my prayer chair. I'm like in my what the heck chair, and all of a sudden the Lord interrupts my little hissy fit with this question, Joseph, clear as a bell. What if this is all a divine setup? Wow. And it shifted everything for me. Come and on, Robert. Said, this is a season where what you believe is more important than ever. And all of a sudden I sat and said, Lord, I believe you're God almighty. I believe you're invincible in battle. I believe you're the God of Exodus 14 today. And that when it Come looks on. like the enemy is advancing and amassing, it's a divine setup. And we're going to get to the end of this chapter Woo. and the enemy is going to be dealt with. But here was the key, something he reminded me of, he spoke to me months before, because I've been declaring, many prophetic voices have been declaring, we're in an Isaiah 60 season. God told me to shift my language to declare we're in an Isaiah 60 opportunity, and the key is verse 2 where he says, behold darkness in the earth and deep darkness on the people. You already referred to that, and he said, notice how I say behold it. Not ignore it, not be discouraged by it, not duck and cover, not murmur and complain, not be afraid, but behold, why? Because the next thing is, 
if we know our light has come, then the kingdom of God arises in us, the glory of the Lord appears upon us, and nations come to our light, and kings yes. the brightness of our rising. Now, it's Jesus's light and his kingdom arising in us, but we've got to have a, my word for 23, Joseph, is what God just spoke to me yesterday, as a matter of fact, was 2023 is a year of focus and perspective. And we must maintain a biblical perspective of eternal truth to have a heavenly, sorry, a biblical focus on scriptural truth to have a heavenly perspective. Because if we don't, if we do, we'll be like Elisha. If we don't, we'll be like Elisha's servant going, oh my gosh, darkness and wickedness and danger everywhere. And Elisha's saying, what are you talking about? Way more with us than with them. And this is what I like about what you're declaring. And you have way more specifics than I've heard. Um, but the, where the darkness is going to increase, what they're going to try. But God made it so clear to me that we're here to behold the darkness so we can deal with the darkness in his authority, by his power, to his glory. But we're his dominion stewards. We've been handpicked to be here now to deal with this stuff. Wow. And I do believe that we are in the promised land in Christ. Nothing can get us out of that except ourselves. And we usually yes. do that through our attitudes, through our focus, through our perspective, on, through our emotions, yeah. through our thoughts. And if we stay in alignment, knowing we're actually better off than Goshen, we're in <laughs> Christ, man. Come on. Yeah. So yeah, I love, love the I like word it. that you're carrying. I love how you're unpacking it. Bounce off what I just shared. Go wherever you feel to go. But um, I, I just I feel like there's more rivers of truth about to come out of you. <laughs> well, Robert, you know, what you're defining and saying is simply David, he glanced at Goliath, but he's gazing at God. He went through it. And everything you're saying is we're beyond Goshen. Wow, what a statement. We're in Christ Jesus. You know, we're not offering people the plague. We're the answer. Christ in us, the hope of glory. We got the answer. Um, one thing I'll say to your audience, and, and you'll, I believe you'll agree with this, is obedience right now. As, as we like to say, obedience is a magnet that draws the will of God to your life, being obedient. And I believe obedience for people to either have the prompting to move if God's telling you to do something that just, it doesn't seem like it makes sense, but yet it just keeps coming to you. You know, you're supposed to do something, sell something, buy something, stay put, just really follow the Holy Spirit. Don't be in uh, confusion or distraction. Follow the Holy Spirit because he's positioning people right now for this time that we're walking into. Another word that I know is coming is this word on reformers. I believe that reformers are going to rise up and, and they're not going to quite fit the mold, brother. And, and Robert, I'll say this to you. I feel the prompting of the Spirit to say this to you, that you have an anointing to be like a lion tamer to young lions. You have an anointing to begin to raise up young reformers that don't know up from down, but they have an anointing to move hell out of the way. We're going to see a lot of young people that have an anointing to move hell out of the way. And Acts 13 verse 1 talks about where there was prophets and teachers, prophets and teachers. And I see the Lord putting you in that type of category like a Barnabas prophet mm -hmm. that begins to raise up these teachers and raise up the young people. Because you look in Acts 13, 1 and 2, and it was talked about all these young people in Antioch, the leaders. And then it said, and 
Saul. <laughs> so you have all these young people and Saul. And he's like listening to all these young people talk. And, but I see that on your life, Robert. I Thank see you, you beginning to raise up and unshackle and unfetter young warriors. And there's four classes of them the Lord spoke to me about. One is the young lions. The young lions are those that are warrior-based, and they're going to either build this place up or tear it down. Mm -hmm. They need mentors, and I believe you're going to have a major mm -hmm. voice to them, Robert. Then I see Cinderella's, those that have had inspiration that God has given them, and the institution has stolen it from them, used them, milked it from them. And the Lord's saying the glass slipper will fit. Then there's the burnt stones, those that used to be in Nehemiah's wall. They fell out, and they have to be replaced back into the wall and stand up. And then there's the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeers, those mm -hmm. weird ones. Uh, the ones that are outcasts, about to be turned into a broadcast, the oddity that Rudolph mm. became this commodity, right? And so I see this on your life also. I'm going to say something to you, Robert. Your voice is about to ping off satellites. Your voice is about to go further than it's gone before. The Lord has great need of you in 23, 24, and I see 25 even more coming alive, right? I see this strength coming on your ministry, your mandate, your calling. And the Lord's saying, You've received a scepter gracefully, and there's another one coming to you. And I see two scepters coming to you, one in the right hand and one in the left, where a lot of people talk about swords, but I see these scepters of authority and position. God's giving you territory and a voice. And I'm telling you, more people are going to say, I, I just found you. This is amazing. And it's going to be the same things you've always been saying. And the grace of God is opening up your voice because it's your time. There's a grace coming on what you've already done. And God's going to say, it won't be work. It's not going to be harder. You're just going to keep functioning and he's going to shine mm -hmm. more light on it. And Robert, you're God's God. man in God's hour. And I'm so honored to know you. Oh. I bless this ministry. And I believe we got a lot to do in 23 and beyond, brother. I believe we're going to take some territory. Amen. I agree. I received that word. Thank you so much. And thank you, Heavenly Father, all to your yes. glory. One last thing before I let you go, Joseph, I know how busy you are, and I thank you for the time you're taking with us, but I I'm think honored. this will this will fit in with talking about prophetic words for 23 and the, yes. the Goshen word and being in the light in the midst of the darkness. I am in your book, Breaking oh. Hell's Economy, and <laughs> yes. I can't thank you enough for sending this to me. I'm I'm digging into it. I'm, I'm Every night I go to bed, I'm like, I, I have to stay awake to at least read one chapter tonight, you know? Um, oh, I'm getting a lot out of it, but I think this book, Breaking Hell's Economy, is sort of a battle plan and a blueprint on how to not just survive, but thrive in this coming season, because this isn't just a this isn't a how-to kingdom investment strategy. This is exposing no. how tied the world and even to some degree we and our finances and our provision in other areas in addition to finances are in the economy of the world and hell's economy. Whatever time that you want to take, share a little bit about the book, the message, and the strategy and the freedom and the, the surviving and the thriving it will bring to everybody who catches on how to break hell's economy. Thank you so much, Robert. That's very gracious to you. The, the book is, uh, it was a word, I was writing a different book on prophecy and the Holy Spirit apprehended me and said, no, you will write this book. And I said, okay. So I wrote that book and it hit right as the stock markets are doing all this crazy stuff. And he said, name it this. So we put it out. What it really is, is a collision of kingdoms. You know, there's the kingdom of heaven, there's the uh, kingdom of God, and then there's the gates of hell and they collide. 
And the collision is over the minds, the hearts, the actions of men. And that involves the economy and the natural. That involves our healthcare system. It involves all these things. And the way we break out is that word about light and Goshen. We need a supernatural revelation because Robert, you and I both know a man or woman with a revelation is yeah. not at the mercy of a culture gone mad. And that's what we talk about. So I get into that. I talk about the light in Egypt, but then we talk about how Jesus broke out of hell's economy by the Magi. Then we get into uh, just how there's an end time global wealth transfer. And the Spirit of the Lord said, this is available. It's not an absolute. This is if the church comes together as the corporate superpower it's called to be. The Lord loves the dwellings of Jacob more than he loves all the gates of Zion. He just loves that. He loves the gates of Zion, but he loves the dwellings of Jacob and he wants them to unite to the, the gates of Zion, put us all together as a corporate superpower. We are the number one corporate superpower in the world, meaning together. I don't mean like a business corporate. I'm talking right. about together as one, that we could change the course of our children's children and then the, genera the generations in front of us to get the gospel around the world. That's the crux of the book, and it is a prophetic word that will wake people up and burst them out of the hold of this system, that this Babylonian system we're in. It'll really help you. Thank you, Robert. Yeah, Thank one you. of the things that's really striking me in it as I read Breaking Hell's Economy, Joseph, is it, it, it's bringing another layer of spiritual warfare um, and effective spiritual warfare. You know, as a ministry, we love spiritual warfare because we know we have the victory. We, right. we teach on spiritual warfare that you war from victory, not for victory. And it yeah. changes everything. We're never contending for something we don't have. We're contending for greater manifestations of what we know is already ours in Christ. Come and so on, bringing that perspective into spiritual warfare and believing we're here to shift nations. I mean, there are new nations God's calling our ministry to and new assignments he's calling us to. And I'm seeing this as part of the strategy. And for all of you out there, when you're contending for things, whether it's in your marriage, your your health, your, 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 your family, your calling, your finances, whatever it is, one of the things you're doing is you're breaking hell's economy. Not just isn't just about money and finances and that kind of provision. It's really breaking out of anywhere that hell would limit the flow of provision yes. and blessing in any area of your life and plugging in to the promise of Jesus, which is everywhere the enemy comes to steal, kill, devour, and destroy, which is hell's economy, is that, that yes. the economic rule, I should say. Um He's come to give us an abundance of good things. And so I recommend this for people who need a breakthrough in finances. But if you want to learn a different way of a whole new level of breakthrough, to me, Joseph, God has given you a revelation of how wherever the enemy comes in, God, like a flood, will raise up a standard against him. And it's a standard of heaven's wow. economy, heaven's blessing. Heaven. And once you get the revelation, you go, Oh, I see it now. I mean, yeah. this understanding hell's economy and how mammon plays into all of that and the spirit of mammon, it'll help those of you who feel called to end, to be part of God's solution to end human trafficking and sex trafficking, because that's, that's part of right. hell's economy. I could go on and on, but I can't recommend <laughs> this enough. Get this oh, book, read this book. And Joseph, I'm going to ask you to pray for our audience as Holy Spirit leads. But just before you do, please let them know not only where they can get the book, but where they can get more of you. Let them know about your 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 website, where they can connect with your daily streams. You've got a great new app. Let them know about that. So let them know where they can get more of you and Heather and Z Ministries. 
Sure. Thank you, Robert. It's a, uh, well, it's josephz.com. You can go there. I have, you know, obviously the Joseph Z Facebook, YouTube. We're on about 20 different social media platforms. You can go there and we're so grateful. You can also download the Joseph Z app. We're grateful for that. We have uh, thousands of users on that. We're grateful. And um, we're thankful. We go live every single weekday morning, Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Colorado time. So wherever that falls in your time zone. And of course, we joke about that with uh, Arizona in here. So, uh, But anyway, please uh, consider that. Thank you so much. And uh, I, I would love to pray for the audience. Yes, I would thank love you. That. Father, I bless not only this audience, but, but my friend, Robert. I speak life over you, Robert, and this ministry. I just love it. And God, every person in the sound of our voice in this broadcast right now, I speak life over you. Wherever you are, whatever's been fighting you, we torment your tormentors. We come against the things that are fighting you and contending against you, your family, and your heart. Every word that is not from God, I command it to get off my friend watching this. I command it to get off my friend hearing this. In Jesus' name, we speak life over you. We release God's provision, God's clarity, God's word. I bind confusion. I come against physical sickness. And Lord, I release the fullness of what you have for my brothers and sisters watching this broadcast right now in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I pray for supernatural contracts to be signed this next season, supernatural uh, relationship assignments coming into promotion, all of it. I release it for this coming season over you right now in the name of the Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank amen. you, Robert. Thank you, brother. Thank Robert, you, my friend. to be with you. Oh, I feel the same way. I love, I love when I get to text with you or talk with you, let alone <laughs> connect with you and do this kind of thing. Thanks for taking the time to share with our audience. More to come. Yes, amen. Amen to that. Thank you so much. Thank you, Elijah, for all you did behind the scenes. You guys can't see Elijah, but he helped make this happen. So extend your That's hand right. and blessing to Elijah. It's usually the people behind the scenes that are the real heroes. True. So we it's thank true. you, Elijah. Joseph, thank you. Thank your wonderful wife for me. Um, thank I your will. family for sharing you with us. And God bless you My guys. God bless your 2023. I look forward to the next time we connect. My honor, my friend. Thank you. God bless you. And hey, God bless each and every one of you for taking time to be a part of this episode of Heroes Arise. I'll see you back here again soon. Ready for more? Go to roberthodgkin.com for more teachings, more resources, and more information about Robert Hodgkin Ministries and Men on the Front Lines.